afternoon and welcome to a Monday edition of the Falcon Cast. And I'm uh, very happy to have my good friend Dalton Brown on. We're going to talk about a lot of sport today. Uh, Tracy will not be with us today. She's a little under the weather. Uh, so it's just going to be me and Dalton and then uh, whoever else steps by. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, we're live here at PJ Sports Bar on West Gray. And uh, if you don't know PJs, then well, shame on you. You should be here. Uh, if not today, drop by sometimes. Uh, PJ has a great steak night on Thursdays. Best karaoke in the city on Friday nights. They also have karaoke on Saturday. Uh, so I'm, I'm here a lot in case, uh, you know, you're just looking to hang out. You can find me. But uh, uh, right on West Gray uh, and Stanford. So uh, come on by and, and say hello today and, or even after the show. It's a great place to come watch the Astros tonight, which we will get into very shortly. I'm going to start off the day with... Uh, First off, I want to uh, thank everybody who has uh, supported the show, uh, not just our advertisers, but, you know, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of people step up and uh, I'm looking at, you know, maybe selling off a part of the show, um, which uh, I'll talk about at some point. But right now, uh, a lot of folks have been fantastic about just donating a few dollars here and there to keep us going. So uh, I want to thank Chris. He's uh, the latest to join us, but uh uh, some other people have done it, and I can't thank them enough. B. Hannon, uh, Chase, Donna, uh, Todd S., all for supporting the show. So if you want to support the show, keep the thing going. If nothing else, keep me in a bar tab. Welcome to Chuck. Welcome to Flip. Uh, happy to have you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off venting about the uh, end of the UH-Texas uh, game first. Uh, as, you know, and I think you all know I'm a little bit biased here, right? I'm a UH guy big time. And went out there and uh, was going to try to go for the game, but uh, my neck was killing me after a little bit. So uh, I wound up you know, going home after the tailgate and uh, gave the ticket to a very nice young lady who's a, a big UT fan. And um, she's kind of cute, too. But anyway, um, uh, that non-first down call is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And to not even review it made absolutely no sense. Now, I'm going to say right now, I don't think UH was winning that game because I've seen what they do in tight games at the end, and we saw it on the next two plays. But that was a first down. There's no doubt about it. And why on earth are you sucking the Longhorns, whatever, when they're leaving you? Big 12 refs, they're not going to pay you a dime. What the hell was that? And, uh, you know, they I, I was proud of them for getting back in the game. I thought they, they did some good things against Texas. I mean, Texas was clearly better, and and should have won. And Chuck says Steelers game was worse. Yeah, it was pretty bad too. But how do you not review that and at least give them a first down so they can screw it up from there? Because that's what they do. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit with Dalton and, uh, and get into the baseball. Astros in a game seven tonight. And uh, before you guys panic, I, I, I have some positives for you. First, I want to show off this shirt, which is uh, my friend Bear, who works at Kobo's, uh, owns EdoShirtCo.com. Has a lot of great Astro stuff, a lot of great Houston stuff. Go check it out, EdoShirtCo.com. And uh, he gave me this one, and it's undefeated. So uh, we'll see how it does tonight. All right, I got to tell you about the Phoenix on Westheimer, one of my other favorite hangouts. Uh, great bar, great Penn State bar, although they weren't too happy on Saturday. Uh, Premier League going on right now, best soccer bar on the planet. Uh, they've got the Champions League early rounds. And whatever – Whatever club you support, they've got. They've got Celtic. You want to go watch Wrexham and, you know, see uh, Ryan Reynolds all nervous? They'll get it for you. they got everything. Uh, terrific food, great staff, and I think I've finally been through the whole menu now, and I've yet to have anything there that wasn't great. So go check out the Phoenix on Westheimer. First chance you get. I promise you, you will enjoy it. All right, let's, uh, let's get it going. With my man Dalton Brown. What's up, brother? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, big big night tonight for the Astros. Um, should be. A, I mean, I, for me as a relatively neutral observer, I'm just looking forward to watching. I imagine uh, folks in Houston have got to be pretty nervous, but I, I think El Reptile is the guy. I agree. And uh, Fleece says Astros bats are going off on Scherzer like Will Smith on Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, I think. And I was talking to PJ about this before the show. And it's like, well, he's still Max Scherzer. It's like, well, sometimes these guys get to be names only, right? And I think that's what Scherzer is in his career now. He's he's just a name. And we've seen it now. I mean, when was the last time he even pitched a decent game? 
Uh, and I, I think the Astros will get to him at some point. You have to win one at home. I think they will. Uh, I, I love Javier in this spot uh, from a betting perspective. If I were getting value, I would take the Astros. But um, I, I think they get it done tonight. And I, I, I think it's it's been a really interesting series because we really only had one close game out of all of them. And that was the uh, game two. The rest of them have been blowouts. I, I think this one's going to be a blowout as well. I, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Yeah, I, I actually I actually did bet the Astros at minus 130. Um, I, I also... I'm, I'm, I also have some Astros World Series futures that I placed back in I don't know, it was June and July when people were, were down on them to win the division. And um, look, I'm, I'm a Dodger guy, as you know. I don't know how much of your audience knows that, but I'm a big Dodger yeah. guy. Uh, but I'm also a very neutral observer of baseball. And the Astros, I've been saying it all year, are built for this time of year, and they show it every year. And, and Christian Javier is the perfect example of that. Um, you know, this is a guy who was very up and down all season. Um, and then all of a sudden, his last start of the season against Arizona, he shoves two playoff starts. He's shoved. Um, this is kind of who he is. And to me, that's the kind of guy you want to be turning to in this spot. Yeah, I, I like his chances tonight. And, um, you know, he's been clutched for, for two years in the postseason now. Last year, he was fantastic. And I, I don't think they're going to need much. If they get five, five innings and two runs, I think that'll be good enough tonight because I really do believe the bats are uh, – uh, are going to get to Scherzer, but we shall see. I, I don't know how much you're, although, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I did the same thing you did with the Astros to win the division, and we haven't had a chance to talk since then, but, uh, boy, we n- never in doubt, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely a sweat all the way to the end, a little bit more than I thought it would be. I, To, to be honest, I, I knew the Texas Rangers were going to fold a little bit regular season-wise down the stretch, um, and they did, but I didn't expect Seattle to stay in it, and yeah. to be honest, I, I thought Houston – I thought Houston would end up around 95 wins, not 90, but here we are. Well, yeah, we, we did cash the tickets, though, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> and, and so I think the, the key tonight really is, you know, you, you say this every game, but get off to a good start. Don't, you know, don't get Frombert again. I mean, poor Frombert. I don't know why they keep starting him at home. He's just, I mean, he's, you get good Frombert and evil Frombert, and it always seems like evil Frombert is, is at Minute Maid. But, um you know, I think this will set them up well if, if they, they get this win. And I think they match up very well with the Diamondbacks. But uh, I think the Phillies are better than the Astros this year. And I, I do think that this might be a Philly year. Kind of get your thoughts on that. Yeah, the, that's that's the other future that I have. I have Houston at four and a half to one. I have Philly at seven to one. So that's kind of who I'm rooting for from a betting perspective right now. Um, I think with Philly – it's a team that you really need to win your home games against something that they haven't done so far against Texas. If, if they get there, um, because winning in that ballpark, I don't know how you do it. And it's, it's weird because baseball is not like this home field advantage based sport the way others are, but it just seems like in that ballpark, their hitters, they just hit everything out of the ballpark. It's, it's, it's really tough to even wrap your head around. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, honestly, as much as a repeat World Series is, is a little bit of a boring thing in theory, it'd be a lot of fun to watch those teams go at it again, I think. Yeah, because I, I just think it'd be a better series this time. I, I think the Astros were clearly better last year. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it went six games surprised me a little bit even. But this one, I think, would, would be a, a seven-game series, and the games would be competitive. And, yeah, the Astros would not have the road advantage there that, that they've had in Texas. Um Want to welcome in uh, BC, our, our good buddy, um, DPS, to answer your question. And uh, Fleece says, don't let Pena take any at-bats. Dude looks flat-out bad news. Bears lost at the plate this year. Yeah, he does, but, you know, one swing can turn that thing around, and we've seen it. And um, I think it's going to be uh, – uh, I, I think I think they're going to get a, a big game out of Altuve again. I, I still expect Alvarez to – hit one through a human being uh, at some point. And, uh, you know, Tucker's got to start hitting, too. I mean, once they, they get that guy going, they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, BC, BC wants to know, how do you both feel about Mac winning more millions? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think he uses it to sell a lot of furniture, is what I think. That's, that's my humble opium on it. So there. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we... Uh, I want to get into some college football. And uh, right now, by the way, uh, as we're broadcasting live, the Diamondbacks are up on the Phils. 
which boy, I I just didn't see this run coming out of the Diamondbacks at all. Did you? No. Um, I mean, honestly, I didn't expect them to get past the Brewers, and then I didn't expect them to get past the Dodgers, and then I didn't expect them to win two games in this series. So, um, hey, kudos to them. I mean, they've come up with some clutch hits. Um, the relievers have gotten some clutch outs throughout these series. I'm not really a buyer as somebody who's watched a ton of them this year. I think they're just yeah. kind of I think they're just kind of that team that's rode a little bit of momentum. I think they ran into a Dodgers team that was just ridiculously ice cold at the plate. Um, and it just kind of happens that way in baseball sometimes. So I congratulate them, but I don't buy into them at all. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Let's go back to the Dodgers real quick before I do this because, you know, all the things that we talk about with them in the postseason, it seemed like they just did a hold my beer here, right? Clayton Kershaw goes out and throws maybe the worst game of his life. And, I mean, all the things that they've struggled with that, that we always talk about, it's just like, oh, no, we can top that. We can do worse because that's what it felt like in that series. Yeah, I mean, as you might imagine, I could sit here and talk for 12 hours straight about what's wrong with the Dodgers and about what frustrates me about the Dodgers. But I'll, I'll sum it up this way. Um, they have a manager who left a pitcher in to allow four home runs in an inning in an elimination game facing a sweep. Um I don't think I think Dave Roberts is terrible at his job. I think he's a wonderful man who's terrible at his job. I think we ran out of pitching this year, which it is what it is. Like I think, like I'll put it this way: I didn't have the expectations I've had in past years. I think we ran out of pitching. Dave Roberts is not the guy, and uh, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman combining for one hit in the Diamondbacks series. Yeah, I, I love those guys, but like. If one, if the, if arguably the best one-two punch in baseball combines for one hit, you're not going to win. So it, for me, it was kind of just. I, I'm glad it was over quickly. I guess the only thing that's a bummer is is that it didn't leave the day where I was getting fired, and that I think is a mistake. All right, I'm going to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors here, Piper's Plumbing, eight three two six three two two five eight three. And people are asking me all the time, "Hey, do, do you know a good plumber?" It's like, no, I know a great plumber. And uh, it's Joseph with Piper's Plumbing. And they do a great, great job. Uh, they're, they handle League City, Galveston, all that area down there. And I know we have a lot of listeners. But uh, they're, they're located in Nassau Bay. And um, you can go to Piper's Plumbing, uh, Piper'sPlumbingCo.net to see the website. But you know what? It's hard to find a good plumber. And it's harder to find a great one. And that's what Joseph and his company is. So uh, please go check them out. They take care of all kinds of stuff for you. They can do water heater replacement, uh, main, line wa uh, main water line repair and replacement, gas test and gas line repair and replacement, uh, plus plumbing. You get your drain clogged or blockage, they got you. And uh, they, they take care of all the faucets, uh, garbage disposal. It doesn't matter. And you're going to get quality work from quality people, people who support the show, and uh, you should support them. So the next time you need a, pl a plumber, give them a call, 832-632-2583. All right, let's move on to some college football. I know you heard a little bit of my rant there at the beginning, but uh, kind of your thoughts on that uh, uh, UH game. Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch it. Um, I, I watched a lot of college football, and um, you got to understand, my, my Duke Blue Devils had a big game, so I was a little bit preoccupied with that. That but, was at night. Jeez. But 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 if it was anything like what happened to the Ray in the Ram Steelers game, then I feel your pain because that was infuriating. <laughs> yeah, it was. And um uh, you might have been watching that Ohio State Penn State game. I, I mean maybe mm -hmm. maybe you were watching that. I don't know. Um yes, yeah. which, uh, boy, I, I, I was wrong about that one. I thought Penn State finally had an offense and uh, was gonna take care of business and they did not. Ohio State's defense looked good. Uh, I still think they're frauds. I still think Michigan's going to, you know, treat them like Ed Norton in the shower scene of American History X. But I also thought Penn State was going to give them a run, and, and they definitely didn't. Yeah, I, I think that game was a story of, of two elite defenses and one offense that has one elite weapon and one offense that doesn't have weapons. Uh, because to me, neither quarterback was very impressive. Um, Ohio State just got a few big plays from Marvin Harrison Jr., and that more or less won them the game. Other than that, the difference between both of these teams in Michigan is that Michigan can score at a high level. Yeah. Um, they have a really good quarterback. They have an excellent running game. And so 
I don't. I think there's actually quite a bit of separation between Michigan and both of those. Yeah, and I mean Michigan. Oh, well, they played the rapists this week, so there really wasn't much to take away from that game. But I mean, their, their defense is so stout, and I've kind of felt since about week two that the two teams that impressed me the most outside of Georgia, who just has linemen that that bowl over anybody, were Washington and Michigan. And I still kind of feel that way. I think, uh, you know, or great, and that was a terrific game last week. But I mean, Michigan. Maybe I mean uh, Washington. Maybe not the defense they had last year, but they can score. Uh, they've got the Heisman favorite. Uh, I think both of those teams are, are are playoff teams right now. I mean, they may not be at the end of the season because somebody might get hurt. If Penix gets hurt, then Washington's dead. But uh, your thoughts on those two teams? Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I think at this point, now Washington barely survived that Arizona State game, and that I think that. Put a, that was a little bit of a hit to Penix's Heisman chances. As a result, I think this is a decent time to probably bet him and get some value before he, before he goes back up. But um, I think Washington's awesome. Uh, they're they're a ton of fun to watch. Penix is the most one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've seen at the college level, um, and and they can run the ball a bit too. So I, I yeah I think Washington's up there. Michigan doesn't seem to have lost a step from last year, and, and I I don't think they're going to run into. Uh, a game like TCU where somebody pulls them into a shootout because I don't think there's anybody that can really do that this year that they're going to run into. Maybe Washington, maybe that is the matchup. But in in general, I think Michigan, Georgia, Washington, and then I might put Florida State in there. Those are probably where I I see the four right now. Yeah, I want to – I'll get to Florida State in a second. The only thing that concerns me about Washington, and as high as I've been on them, this is really three games in a row that they've struggled. I mean, they struggled against Arizona. Uh, obviously, Oregon, it was going to be a tight game no matter what. But, yeah, this is three in a row now, and I'm kind of like, all right, guys, uh, can we hang 60 on somebody just to make me feel good? But, um, yeah, so you talked about your, your Duke Blue Devils, and, um, you know, I, I keep watching Florida State, and they just feel like a fraud to me, but they find ways to win. And, and even going back to the, the Boston College game that they nearly blew, they, they figured that one out. They figured out a way to beat your, your Blue Devils. Um, maybe I have to start believing in him a little bit, even though it's against my religion. Yeah, I mean, for for me, the game that that still sticks out is the LSU game to open the season. Um, to to, to come out and, and punch that talented of a team in the mouth, coming out of the gate, I think really showed something for them. Boston College game, I think that's just one of those sleepy games. Most teams are going to have one of those at some point. Um, and and look, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Duke guy. Duke is a really tough defense to solve. And granted, you know, Riley Leonard gets hurt. That's a big deal. But FSU wore him down as the game went along. Not many teams have been able to do that. And part of it is just the, the weapons they have are absolutely incredible. So I'm, I'm actually – I think I'm a believer in Florida State right now. I don't know if their defense can hold up. But I think Jordan Travis is for real. You know, it's funny because uh, I think Mike Elko is way underrated as a head coach. I, I think – you go and track what happened to Texas A&M after he quit running that defense. And I know DJ Durkin's got this great reputation, but they haven't been close to that since Elko left. And he's done such an amazing job at Duke. So you got to be happy with him. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that we can hold on to him for a few years, you know, um, because there, there are going to be bigger, bigger, better programs that are going to be knocking down his door. Eventually he's going to leave for one of them. I just want him to stick around for a couple years to kind of, build Duke into like a non-doormat football culture in a way that's the same. That's all I really want. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to watch much of this one, but Oklahoma got the scare of its life from Central Florida um, and uh, the, the Gabriel Bowl, as it were. But, uh, boy, Central Florida gets that two-point conversion. That game gets real interesting at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is one of those games where Oklahoma is back to that status where they get everybody's best shot. And UCF's pretty talented. I think there's still a little bit of a lingering hangover effect from that Texas game. Um, I, I took the points with UCF, but I don't think I was expecting it to be quite that close. Um, and I, I'm, I'm taking the points this weekend, too, with Kansas against Oklahoma. I, I'm not totally a believer in the Sooners, even after the Red River game. I, I think Texas wins that game seven times out of ten. That's just me. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought the same thing. I think Texas would uh... – in fact, I think Texas was a better team that day. It just, you know, those turnovers and, you know, mistakes on fourth down, all of those things add up in a, in a tight game against an opponent that's as good as you are. So 
Uh, I think if they play again, Texas gets them. I also, um, yeah, I, I still don't know what to make out of Alabama because, yeah, that, that game against Tennessee, they were down, but they came back in the second half and warmed down. And there's times where they look like the old Alabama, but man, I don't see a Jalen Hurts out there at quarterback. I don't see a uh, any of the Defonte Smith or, or Jalen Waddle or even John Mechie out there a receiver. But their defense still seems to be pretty good. Yeah, they're an interesting team. I was actually so I was down in Tuscaloosa a week ago for the game against Arkansas, and I was I was lucky enough to be down on their sideline and, and got to watch a lot of that game up close. It seems to me like they slip into being one of those old Alabama teams, like for a few drives here or there every game, and that's what's that's what's beating them over the top. I think the problem for them is they can't protect the quarterback the way they, the way they can to this Right. Milrow can throw a deep ball, and he's got some escapability, but he doesn't have that like senior, you know, season decision making at this point. And uh, I think there's a hard ceiling on them, but they have their moments. Yeah, and, and you know the path is still there for him, right? I, I mean, uh, but it's funny since you were on the sideline. I'll, I'll get your thought. Even though Arkansas made that game close, it never felt like they had a chance to win that football game. To me, it just it felt like Alabama was in control. The game was just close. Am I wrong? No, I I, I think you're right. Um, I think it was one of those games where. Alabama kind of took their foot off the gas in the second half, thinking like, all right, we're just going to kind of cruise into the finish line. And then all of a sudden you get a couple late turnovers. All of a sudden you get Arkansas just putting together a sustained drive with some penalties. Um, but it never – it felt like when Alabama's defense needed to go up, you kind of knew that they would. Um, you know, and then, and then on the last drive, Alabama just looking for a first down to end the game, and all of a sudden, boom, guy breaks free and it's done. So, yeah, I mean, to, to, to me – that game wasn't as close as it looked, but it's a little bit alarming that, that that's what it, that that's how it looked to just put a team like that away. Yeah, and, and, and I've thought the same thing about Georgia all year because the one thing about them, again, they don't have the skill players necessarily that they've had in the past, uh, but both of those lines are just so dominant and they just wear you out. And, mm-hmm. and the more the game goes on, you just keep looking at them going, oh, there's – Running backs five yards downfield already. I mean, it's uh, uh, and you know defensively, I think they're they're really really good. But I, but that offensive line of theirs is no joke. And I'm pretty sure you or I could play quarterback behind that and, and put up some numbers. Yeah, I, I could at least I could complete a pass or two, maybe you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Georgia. The, the concern for them is, and I don't know that I haven't followed up on the injury on the injury details with Brock Bowers. With Brock Bowers, but if Brock Bowers is missing time for them at tight end, that's a really big deal because they don't have offensive weapons really. Um, and I, you know, this feels like the season that they could they could run into a team that you know just has it going that night. It almost happened at Auburn already. Yeah. Um, they're foul. They're fallible. This is not, you know, the, the Georgia teams the last two years that just can't lose. Yeah, if Auburn had any kind of offense, I think they could have won that game. But, uh, but yeah, and I keep hearing mixed things on the injury. I, I hear he may be back in a few weeks. I, I hear he may miss the rest of the season. Get ready for the draft, um, and and that would be a huge loss because he is. Um, I think you could argue he's the best player in college football on either side of the ball. Uh, he's certainly in that conversation, but. You know that's that's a that's going to be a big blow, and I but I look at their schedule and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just I don't see a, I don't see a lot of places where they might trip up. Um, and one more team to talk about from the SEC, um, and you know usually we have Tracy on to do her SEC report. And she's a big LSU fan, and I know it was just Army, but I think they're finding their stride, and you know. The quarterback is, what, third in the betting odds for the Heisman now? And he's just putting up ridiculous numbers. And what what I've noticed the last few weeks, defensively, I think it was the second half of the Missouri game. Something happened. They they actually started looking like – I mean, because before that, they looked like a bunch of athletes who couldn't, couldn't tackle, couldn't play defense. But mm-hmm. when they, they came up with their, what, first sack in two games in that game, and then they get the pick six, and then since then, that defense has looked really good. So I don't know what light came on, but I don't think this team's going to be an easy out for Alabama either. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I mean, that one of the bets I made preseason was LSU catching nine and a half against Alabama because 
the quarterback matchup in that game is not close between Jalen Daniels and Jalen Milrow right. with, with, with both that right now. Um, so, so for me, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think LSU is, is as good offensively as any team in the country. A lot of people don't realize they're top three in the SEC in every rushing stat, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're a machine on offense. And Alabama this year, yeah, the defense is still good, but it's difficult for me to imagine LSU not getting to 27 or 30 points in that game. And I don't know if Alabama can score that against LSU. Defense. So I, I, I totally agree. I think they're uh, I think they're live against pretty much anybody. All right, I'm going to ask you about a couple games next weekend so people can get their bets down. Um, your guys go into Louisville, and you know, I, I Louisville had just a baffling loss. Uh, what do you think of your Blue Devils against Louisville? It's so hard to say, and, and again, I, I live in Louisville, so that that's a game I'm going to be at, and I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, it's it's just it, the problem right now is the Riley Leonard injury. You know, if if he is good to go and he plays, then I don't think Duke should be getting points at all, right. let alone four. Um, but if he doesn't play, the kid behind him, Henry Henry Bieland, like rooting for the guy, but this is a redshirt freshman three-star recruit from New York who threw four passes in the NC State game that he started. Um, I think Louisville, if Beelan is the starter, knows that they can just stack the box. Right. And just really do- and, then, and then it's just can Duke's defense hold, which it's one of the best defenses in the country, so maybe. Um, but I want to take the points with Duke, but I can't do it till I know about Leonard. Yeah, and I, I think Jeff Brom's a hell of a coach, but I, I mean – Plummer doesn't scare me at all, right? I think that's a guy you can contain. Uh, and at some point when he gets a real quarterback there, I, I can't wait to see what he does with that team. But, um, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, so two bets I'm looking at. You can talk me out of them. Uh, Utah at home against Oregon. I mean, Utah is unbeatable at home. And as good as Oregon is, uh, and, you know, Oregon's a pretty big favorite here. I, I think I'm going to take the Utes here just un, until they prove to me they can't win at home. Uh, I, I think I got to take them. I think it's a pretty good football team defensively. And, you know, if they had Cam Rising, I think we'd have them in that conversation with Utah, uh, with Oregon and uh, Washington. Yeah, I, I like it a lot, honestly, um, especially getting a full touchdown. Um, I Giving Utah a full touchdown at home is not something that I think is, is good practice at all, but especially not against road Bo Nix, um, which is not the same thing as home Bo Nix right. for Oregon. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not seeing seven points as making any sense here with how Utah's defense is played. And, you know, obviously without Cam Rising, that's a big deal. It has been all year. But there's something to be said for finding your rhythm when you get to play that corpse of a defense out of the U.S. <laughs> a little something you know yeah yeah god they're so bad it's it's and you know as a uh guy this this has been my life right great offense no defense at uh forever mm-hmm. uh you know except for the one year that we, we won the peach bowl and it was funny because i actually was at uh um uh, after i left the game I, I i uh stopped off at this place kobo's in east downtown i know the owner real well and uh they were setting up for a big florida state party and it's all the same people that I ran into when we were at the bar for the uh, the Peach Bowl. And they're just the nicest fans. And uh, I couldn't, you know, I, when I met them then, I was kind of like, they they took getting their ass kicked by a, a non-Power 5 pretty pretty well. And they all remembered me. And we were talking about it and everything. It's like, well, why aren't you at the game? It's like, yeah, because my friggin' neck is killing me and uh, I can barely walk. And, um, you know, and I, I was trying to find our usual tailgate. And I when we were walking around and I couldn't find it and I, cause I couldn't hold my head up to look around. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get on the train. So like I said, I didn't go to the game, but uh, my friend Lynn got to go. And like I said, she's cute. So anyway, uh, other than all the UT stuff she was wearing, but she's also an Astros fan. So she was not happy last night. So, uh, uh, but I, I think she'll be in a better mood tonight. I really do. We, we talked about that earlier. If you're just joining us, I, I think both of us feel, feel pretty good about the Astros chances. Um, uh, the other game, and, and this will be off your radar, freaking love Rice at home against Tulane getting double digits. Uh, Tulane's a good football team. Rice has only really got three players, but they're all legitimately good players. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
they can they can keep up with Tulane, and I, I don't think they win by any stretch. But I'm, I, I got it at twelve and a half, and I'm I'm thrilled with it. You know, that, that's a good price for me. So yeah, I, I I don't know Rice as well. I know the quarterback's JT Daniels, who's been all over the country and is a Power Five talent, and I think that's worth something. Um, you know, so I I, I like the idea of it. Um, you know, and and certainly for Tulane, I don't think Rice is at like the top of their hit list on their schedule. Right. Right, it's an easy you know, it's an easy game to overlook. I can tell you that as a UH fan. So yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I get that for sure. All right, so uh, well, uh, I may have Doctor Linville here in a second, so I'm just gonna give him a minute to see if he can call in. But uh, I want to switch over to the NFL a little bit. Uh, interesting day in that uh, you know it was different for me because there was no Texans game, right? So. I wound up just uh, watching everything I possibly could. Uh, and, you know, it, it was uh, – there were some good games, but there were also some surprises. And as, as a guy in a survivor pool, and BC could tell you about this, I, I'm i not going to lie. I wasn't unhappy to see the Bills lose. I mean, uh, and, and seeing some of these games go these ways the last couple of weeks has really helped us with that. But, I mean, I, and I, I've given up on Belichick just like everybody else. Maybe I shouldn't have. Uh, I, I don't know where that game came from. I, I definitely didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I think the Bills might be a little bit of a broken team right now. Um, you know, I, I just – that's two weeks in a row. I mean, yeah, they pulled out the win against the Giants, but there was nothing pretty about that either. Right. Um, and and scoring, scoring 14 points against that defense is not encouraging. So, to be honest, I mean, I had Patriots plus nine. I thought that line was absurd given, you know, Pats at home and, and how badly I knew, you know they're going to want it. Um, it just felt like a good buy low. But I think with the Pats, I think I think it says something about the, the state of the Bills' defense right now. It just doesn't seem like they come ready to play in all of these games. And I think part of it is that Josh Allen keeps giving away short fields. Yeah. And, and it really hurts them. Um, so I, I was certainly surprised to see the Pats win. I, I wasn't surprised to see the game stay close. A um, couple things. Uh, uh, Lamont just mentioned just to follow up on UH. Says, I was shocked at UH representation. Cougars fans actually showed up. Yeah, because um, uh, it was a really good UH crowd, and I was proud of everybody for being there. And um, and I had a little bet going before the game with everybody that I thought it would be 60% UT, and I was completely wrong. Um, it was, it, it, I mean, there were more UH fans and UT fans and I didn't expect that. Uh, and then to kind of segue into this next game and well, I, you know what, before I get to that, I heard an interesting thing before the show on uh, PTI where they said the bills are really just the Cowboys now. I mean, they're good, but do we really think of them as Super Bowl contenders? And most of the time I think those conversations are stupid, but I was listening to that going kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I kind of get it, especially with the turnover machine that Josh Allen's been at times. It's similar to what we've seen from bad Dak at times. Now, Dak hasn't been quite that this year, but when he's bad, that's kind of what it looks like. So I think it's a pretty fair comp. I think they're both teams with elite talent on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't mind at all. I'm a little bit more of a believer in the Bills and the Cowboys, um, and maybe that's just because I've seen them come so close right. against the Chiefs. Right. Um, but they weren't very close last year against the hobbled Bengals team. So, I don't know. Could, could be fair. Uh, and uh, Lamont also says Deshaun Watson is mentally broken. Let's get to that game. They, they wound up winning. And uh, congrats to P.J. Walker, former Roughneck. Uh, still a fan just because, uh, you know, he was part of the 5-0 and Roughnecks before, uh, before COVID hit and the world ended. And, uh, yeah, Behan and uh, UH got robbed. We, we talked about that at the top of the show. I'm still very bitter about that. I, I just – I don't know if they were going to win the game. I really don't because I've seen Dana Holgerson's play calling in tight situations, but they deserve the chance. Uh, but getting back to, uh, to Watson, uh, did you think we'd be talking about how much better the Browns are with P.J. Walker? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Watson – has not looked the same since he came back, period. Like, just point blank, period. He has not been the same guy. Uh, and, and at times, he doesn't – he looks kind of mentally checked out. 
Like, it doesn't seem like he has that same, like, instinct, like, kind of killer instinct that he had in Houston. I'm not seeing it from him, really, with Cleveland. What really shocked me in that game was how it seemed to bleed onto the defensive side. Like, to see that that vaunted Cleveland defense that had, frankly, been the best in the NFL so far this season, right. give up 400, 456 yards to Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Um, that, to me, was one of the most shocking things that happened all day, and – I mean, if, if their defense doesn't play well, the Browns are not a contender. <laughs> well, and B. Hannon says, I don't think Watson wants to play. I, as I watch him, there's not the joy he had when he was a Texan. You know, the, no, the, not I mean, none of that. And I'm, obviously, he's not having the same joy because he's not getting the same rub and tugs. But, you know, something happened to him mentally there where, and I was always a little bit worried about this because he was always an emotional guy. Uh, and, he always played uh, played the game with this, you know, absolute love of football. And I think when people are screaming, you sick bleep and all that stuff all the time, I think it's gotten in his head. And I, I think this whole thing has kind of, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not saying he can't bounce back from it, but I do think that, uh, I think it's all affecting him. Yeah. I, I think um, it's interesting because he, he had a very uh, sparkling persona, I'll say, before all of that happened, right? Like coming out of Clemson, he was the kid who came from a family that got help from Deuce McAllister, from, was it Deuce McAllister when he was young? You know, he, 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 was, he was kind of the kid who came from nothing and had this great story and was this really nice guy. And then all this stuff happens – and I just I think he I think it's an adjustment that he just is not able to make to being like kind of the villain that he almost has to be now. Well, yeah, and it's not just it's not just the uh, the sexual assault cases. Now you forced a trade. Uh, you, you've got the Browns to pay you this ridiculous amount of money, mm-hmm. and you know now I mean it. The narrative's changed. You're not the fun-loving guy who goes out on the field and does exciting things, and I think that's. Uh, I think that's hurting him. And they, they, for them to get that win, um, somebody said, I like the Colts unis. Yeah, they look good. Um, but for them to get that win was, was kind of huge because that division, other than the Ravens, I think we're going to see the Ravens really crank things up here as uh, Lamar gets more comfortable in that offense. Uh, but, you know, the Bengals don't appear to be what we thought they were. The Steelers, who knows? I mean, they win enough games because they always win enough games. But I mean, it's not—it's not like a division where you're going. Oh my, there, there's no chance here. So that was that was a good win for them. Um, and by the way, Steelers going in and beating the Rams. Who listen? I I think the Rams are are people are kind of selling them short. And I think they're a pretty damn good team. And for the Steelers to go in and win, I mean, they they had a lot of things go their way, including a call. But you know that that's a good win for the Steelers. Yeah, that that game as as a Ram season ticket holder and fan, that game was immensely frustrating um, because 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 I went from I went from wanting the ta- I kind of wanted the tank preseason like preseason I was like maybe we just trade Stafford and just call it a wash and try to get Caleb Williams, but now they're actually pretty competitive and, and I want to see them in games and the way they just blew it in the second half. I mean, all of a sudden you can't stop Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. Um, the Rams secondary is a mess. The defense is just not good enough. Um, it's a fun offense, but it's an offense that all that really can't protect Stafford all the time. And that really showed up. Highsmith and Watt were just flying off the edges all day. Um, it, I hope it was a wake-up call for McVay because the halftime adjustment battle between him and Tomlin, he got crushed. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I, I, I think the Rams are still closer to being a playoff team than they are to being a bad team. And, and that's, uh, you know, I, I think the offseason they're going to have to, you know, they'll have some money to spend in free agency, not a lot, but enough to fill some holes. And the one thing that I always, I love about the Rams, man, they draft like rounds three through seven, like nobody. Yeah. And that's why when uh, Greg, who did the show with me last Monday, was like, oh, you can't trade away all these number one picks. You can't trade away all these number one picks. I'm like, well, you want a Super Bowl. And, oh, by the way, you outdraft everybody in the fifth round. And, you know, that'll dry up at some point. But, 
I think they'll also be in a spot where they can just fill a few holes. I think the secondary needs some help uh, in the offensive line. They, they get those things together. It's still a pretty darn good team, and they've got cool. the weapons offense. So, uh, and, and, and William, William, Williams, who, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, no, guess who has a guess who has a first round pick this year? Finally, yay! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, you'll trade it. Um, the uh, the other games that I wanted to get to because you know we, we the Lions have kind of been the darling all year. They beat the Chiefs to start with. Uh, they did not match up at all with the Ravens. The Ravens really did take them apart. And I think it's more Raven than Lion. But how much are we starting to wonder if the Lions are in that Cowboys-Bills group? Um, I think putting the Lions in the Cowboys-Bills group is actually like a huge compliment to them, given the expectations that that franchise has had recently. Um, I think Lions fans, if they're being honest, would be thrilled to be in the Cowboys and Bills group, and I kind of do think that's where they belong. Um, at, at the end of the day, do you trust Jared Goff to go anywhere on the road and win in the playoffs? No, probably not. But they're a fun team. They're a pretty good team. Um, I think they're a team that's probably going to show some value in going out like that. Um, I just think it was one of those games. Like, I think it's, you know, like, like I talked about in college, like, you're going to have one of those games each season. And to me, that was that was the one, and they were due for it. And that's a tough play, play which is why um, I know they were off this week, but I, I haven't had a chance to talk. I want to get your thoughts on what you've seen from the Texans so far because that that was a game they went in and, and you know, didn't embarrass themselves against the Ravens. Now, I don't think if they played the Ravens now, I think you'd see a much better Raven team for a lot of reasons. Uh, then they came home against the Colts, and just everything went wrong. But – Kind of like I was saying with LSU in the second half of that game, it seemed like the light came on for CJ Stroud. And like all of a sudden, this guy looked like an NFL quarterback. And so three and three, I think any Texans fan would take that, but I'm curious your perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think that it, it's hard to argue that the arrow's pointing anywhere but straight upward for them, right? I mean, the the defense, I think, is improving leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, the, the young guys that they've put draft capital into are, are really paying off. Um, to, to me, it's, it's just a rapidly improving team with, I think, a franchise quarterback. Um, I mean, how much better could you really have expected Stroud to look through six games than he's looked? Um, I mean, I, I, I'd be thrilled with him as a Texans fan. So, to me, this is what a team looks like one year or two years before being a real contender. I think it's, I think it's exciting. Yeah, I, and I didn't like uh, C.J. Stroud in college, and I just I have a thing against Ohio State quarterbacks, and I always have because they're all one-read guys, even though it's not their fault. It's not their fault that, you know, um, they've got receivers running 20 yards open on their first read, so that's why they throw it there. Uh, but he did a little thing in that second half against the Colts and where I saw and, and they were getting all kinds of pressure on him because the offensive line was a mess, but he went through four, uh, four reads in like a second and a half and then dumped it off to the tailback for like a five yard gain. It wasn't a huge play, but that was when I said, okay, this kid is starting to get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's been really good it, he threw his first interception last week, but, yeah, realistically, he throws one pass a game that could get picked. But, um, you know, I mean, that's every quarterback. But he doesn't do more than that. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I th- I, I'm really impressed with him. And, you know, I kind of came around. I don't remember if you and I talked about this. But when the whole talk of Will Levis going number two, I was like, oh, my God, not that guy. And yeah. I, know, I know you're in Kentucky. You've seen enough of him. I mean, the guy threw the most interceptions in the SEC in a running offense. I mean, come on. And uh, I was like, no, he looks apart. But, you know, I mean, so does Mitch Bisky. And, um, yeah, so I was oh, – looks like the uh, Diamondbacks picked up a run there. So, yeah, I, I was really happy when they took him. And then I love Will Anderson. I think he's going to be a stud. But, uh, no, I think they need, they need some more weapons. And I, I think they'll get them. And, you know, it's uh, – and I love Tank Dell, but Tank Tank is a tiny, and he gets. Yeah, I, I mean, I've watched him at UH and loved him, still do. Uh, and I, I just they have to be careful how they use him, right? You can't have him out there for thirty snaps. You will get him broken because he's one hundred and fifty pounds. But 
Uh, Nico Collins looks like he's turning into a WR1. And um, the offensive line is getting healthy again. Uh, it, they're they're a fun team to watch. And, I, and defensively, even though they're not, they've got some talent, but they're not that talented, they're always in the right place. And that's coaching, and that's D'Amico. And, yeah, if you do that, you're going to make plays against better teams every now and then. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, this is going to sound kind of nuts, but, like, looking at their schedule – Who's to say that that team can't sneak into the playoffs as a wild card team? Like, if they continue to improve the way they have so far, you have the Panthers, the Buccaneers, Bengals, Cardinals, Jags, Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. There's maybe like one or two games on there where they're, I think they're going to be an underdog maybe three times the rest of the year, right? Like, yeah, at, at least like a big underdog, right? Like a touchdown. Right. Like, 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 a, like a more than three. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if they continue to show steady improvement, I don't think nine and eight or ten and seven is crazy at all to dream of. And if they get to there, you might you might sneak into a wild card. I mean, that'd be fun for a team like this. Well, it's not like this division is very scary either. Not uh, at all. Yeah. So I mean, that, I I mean, I never thought I'd be saying that after six games, and and maybe I'm being premature to do it. But yeah. All right. Let me. Uh, we don't have Doctor Linville, so I'm going to tell you about Doctor Linville. Uh, he's absolutely the best and good friend, uh, friend of the show, a definite friend for you. If you want to get your hair fixed and listen, some people look great bald. I do not. I look horrible. And, uh, I, I went in three years ago. I had, uh, the neograph procedure. It's fantastic. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll show you. It's still here. I'm just doing the, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, he only charges $4, and right now he's got a special uh, $3.50 a graft. And if that doesn't sound like a lot to you, keep in mind I had 2,451 grafts done. And, and it's easy, man. It's just like going to the dentist. It's just uh, just numbing. It's like a, a Novocaine, minimal pain. 5% of the grafts take because they're handled and prepared uh, safely. And he has an individualized plan for each and every patient. Three fifty a graft right now. And by the way, ladies, if you want to get some work done, he's got a Halloween special going on just for you. So all you have to do is go to hairspecialisthouston.com slash get falcon hair. That's it. Hairspecialisthouston.com slash get falcon hair. Uh, for that, you want any kind of work done, uh, any kind of plastic surgery, you can get it done there. Book a consultation as long as you do it through the site. Your consult fee will be waived. That's a $150 value. How about that? That's how much he loves the people. That's how much I love the people. We're going to get you a free consultation. And, uh, yeah, so Dr. Linville, hairspecialisthouston.com slash getfalconhair, which they did this really funny thing of me looking like Billy Joe from uh, Green Day that I'll tweet out. Uh so my hair does not look like that, but I've I've got hair again, which is cool, and uh, and it's all stayed. B. Hannon says Dabo uh, thought Watson was Jordan SMH. Um, you know he was on that track. He really was uh, to be really special. He was on that track to be in Mahomes. Okay, yeah, you got better hair. Fuck off. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know the, the difference is, and I think. And this can happen mentally. Um, what happened to him, I think, has uh, ruined his career. So, yeah, Flip asking, if you need me here. No, Dalton is just fine. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's, let's get to a few more real quick because uh, we talked about the Lions. Uh, that Dolphins-Eagles game last night, and I know it was in Philadelphia, and I've been pretty high on the Dolphins all year, but – that just looked like one of those matchups between two really good teams where, Hey, we saw who's better. And I, I think the Eagles, uh, and you know, forget what happened to the Niners last week. I, I still think the Eagle, Eagles and Niners look like the class of the league right now. And uh, the Eagles sure showed it last night. And it was kind of fun seeing Hertz and Tua again, considering they'd both been bitch for each other at one point, but uh, you know, Jalen Hurts had been struggling a little bit. He had a really nice game. Yeah, I, I, I think it's 
I, I think you're right about the Eagles and Niners. The Eagles and Niners being the class of the league. I, I put the Chiefs in that category too. Um, you know, to, to to me, those those are kind of the teams that, that I look at up top. But I'm a little bit concerned about the Dolphins, to be honest. Um, like, I'm not really sure what they've done. I mean, they, they've played an easy schedule. You can only play who's in front of you. But right, this is more, you know a, tw- a 28 point loss and a 14 point loss to the only two you know playoff caliber teams they've played this season. You know, I I don't know, right? Like, I, I kind of need to see it from them in a, in a better game. Now, look, they've had to go on the road for both of those. They're going to get some chances at home later this season. They're going to get a chance on a neutral field against the Chiefs. I get it. Um, but I, I need to see a little bit more than just flash the offense against the Panthers to, to believe, you know, or the Broncos. I'm, I'm curious what, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey will bring to the table when he's healthy because, yeah, that seems to be a weak spot. Uh, mm-hmm. you can get to their corners. And again, we talk about like Max Scherzer just being a name now. I don't know if that's the case with Jalen Ramsey. It, it may be. And I know you saw a lot of him, but he, he wasn't the same player the last couple of years. He's still very good. But, you know, he, he was also a guy that you you could beat. And I don't know about coming off an injury, but if, if he is good, that could be that could be a big boon for him. Yeah, I, I think coming off of injury at his age, at that position, um, it's very fair to be concerned about him, right? I mean, his last year and a half or so in L.A., like, he was still well above average, but he wasn't a lead anymore. He wasn't like a guy you put on an island and, and he just shuts right. Um Now, he's probably an upgrade over what they've got right now, and they're going to get um, Xavier Howard back, too, so... There are reinforcements coming to their secondary in general. That's going to help those, those really good safeties they have out. Um, but, you know, again, I, I don't know what Jalen Ramsey is at this point. I think it's a fair thing to wonder. Uh, Flea asks, does NFL football generate even a remote interest in Germany? Uh, I don't know, but from what I understand, there's a pretty good fan base there. And when they even going back to when they had the uh, uh, Europe League, their uh, their team was really popular. I I I love the idea they're doing this. I, I wish I could go this year. Um, I was supposed to go in 2020 to Germany, and we know what 2020 was. Uh, but I'd like to go one year to, to one of the. I've been to one of the games in England, but I'd love to go to Germany. I think it's just. Uh, I think it's cool that they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if 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 German if Germans can't get up for Dolphins Chiefs. Then I just don't think they're into it, but I have a feeling that place will be pretty packed and pretty loud for that game. Yeah, it's not like we're sending them Jags this time, right? They're they're actually getting a game, so. Um, but no, I I think it'll be cool, and I'm, I'm, I love the I love the morning games. I'm not gonna lie, I love getting up on Sunday and just watching football all day, and uh, and starting in Europe, and it's awesome. So, um, all right, so what best do we have going on, my friend? You, you got you got anything out there that you uh, want to share with the people? Well, I mean, I'm on the Astros tonight. As far as tonight goes, that that's really as far as it goes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. As far as you know, the the upcoming weekend, I already took ten and a half points with Kansas at home against Oklahoma. Um, I just don't trust OU to go on the road and cover a number like that. Um, you know, in in the NFL, I took seven points with the Vikings tonight. Um, it's hard to fade the Niners, but they're really banged up on offense. Minnesota. Is teetering on their season being over if they don't win tonight. Um, so I think taking taking a touchdown at home makes sense. And um, the other than that, I mean, I haven't looked too deeply into the weekend yet. So uh, have you heard anything on McCaffrey? Is he going to play tonight? And we know that uh, Debo's out. So yeah, yeah. Rumor has it that he should play tonight, um, but will they keep him on a snap count? Is he going to be one hundred percent? I mean, I, I don't know that it makes sense to really put him at all that much risk. Um, you know, Debo's obviously out. Um, they, they, they're they going to need a lot from Kittle and Ayuk again. And, yeah. uh, you know, they'll probably get it. It's a really good offense, and Minnesota is very beatable on defense. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the points are too many for a team that's just ultra-motivated at home. Yeah, and, I, you know, Ayuk has turned into a really, really good player too. So, uh, and – you know, I, I love Brock Purdy, uh, what he's done. He's actually – I picked him up in fantasy, and he's been awesome for me. Uh, 6-0, and by the way. 
uh, going into this week. But uh, but yeah, I, I I don't I don't hate that at all. I, I I'd also lean a lean a little towards the under in this game. Um, but you know. Prime time unders have been an ATM machine this season, so I can never yeah. argue against it. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming on and spending so much time today. Um, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I, I love having you on. You're one of my favorite people to have on. So thanks for thanks for dropping by, and let's do this again. And I hope your Astros bet is right tonight, my friend. Hey, I, I hope so, too. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a great time. Really appreciate it. All right, brother. So that is Dalton Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at Dalton on Sports. Uh, he's awesome. I'll tell you who else is awesome. Lawyer Dave. Um, and you know, I was hoping Lawyer Dave would uh, show up today because he usually does when we do the show at PJ's on Monday. But uh, if you need a lawyer, if you're in an accident, listen, I, I've, I had to go get my back taken care of. And I went to his guy. He got me set up with his guy. And... If you're in an accident, he's going to do the same thing for you. 713-626-8900. And listen, you don't pay a dime unless you win. That's how Lawyer Dave works, right? So if you go on and he takes your case, you don't owe him anything. He'll, he'll get you to the doctor. Hell, he'll get you an Uber to the doctor. And you'll love his doctor. He's great. Uh, and that's how he does it. And as long as you, uh, uh, as long as he takes your case... You don't pay him anything until you win. And, you know, he likes to gamble. He likes to gamble on you, likes to gamble on himself. That's because he's, he's Lawyer Dave. He's the best there is. So uh, 713-626-8900 is the number if you want to uh, give him a call. If you're in an accident, and hey, you're in Houston, you're going to be in an accident. So if you need a lawyer, you better dial Dave. All right, one last thing to get to today. Uh, I always have a little TV update for you. And uh, I talked about this a little bit uh, last week, but uh, Follow the House of Usher is one of the better things I've seen in a while. If you like Edgar Allan Poe, if you like a little bit of horror, it uh, every episode is named for a an Edgar Allan Poe short story, and it's really, really good. So uh, if you get a chance, if you like that kind of stuff, you'll love it. If you don't, don't bother. I don't. I don't want to steer you wrong. And and we got Bosch Legacy coming out, right? That that's happening. I, I just I I heard you. <laughs> I love the Bosch. Well, okay, let me tell you this. If you like Lincoln Lawyer, you'll love Bosch. Same guy wrote it. And they're actually talking about at some point doing a crossover. So uh uh but yeah, it's on uh, I don't even know what streaming service it's on right now, but check it out. Freebie? Freebie? Yeah, okay. Freebie is like Tubi, only it's yellow kind of gross anyway uh guys thanks so much for joining us um like i said working on a couple things that wait a minute wait a minute who just popped in guess who just popped in (laughs) what's up brother just uh still chilling here at work um looking to see how uh i think we got a good pitcher tonight and javier um I feel, I feel it's our best shot. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm getting echo because you don't have headphones on. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't have headphones. I'm not a big wheel. Oh, really? You're the biggest. You're the biggest wheel I know. Well, you are my dearest friend, my friend. I'm glad to talk to you. Well, yeah, I was kind of, kind of hoping you could drop by and. Do it live again, but no, that'll happen. PJs. Monday is PJs. I may stop by later. Okay. Well, let me know. I've got to grind through a bunch of stuff here still. So, you know, okay. You got to take care of the people, brother. This morning I got up and started working at seven o'clock. It's six o'clock now, so that's eleven hours. Should probably get something to eat too. But. When I'm on yeah. a roll, yeah. writing an appeal, which is what I did the majority of today, it, uh, it's all in, it's all encompassing, and it takes every bit of energy I have to do it right. And that's why you need to call him at 713-626-8900. Better Dale Dave. Dale Dave. <laughs> all right, brother. I'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good, bro. See you. Right. 
Okay, so anyway, I was mentioning Bosch is back. I was mentioning, uh, uh, so that's kind of my TV watching right now. Although, you know, with football and right now with the Astros and there's football every night, uh, hockey is really blowing up. Now the basketball is about to start and I kind of want to watch the Rockets. I'm very intrigued by them. <laughs> so... But as you guys know, I don't sleep worth a damn. So, middle of the night, I start watching these series. And that's why I can report on them for you. I can also report that if you have a place in Lake Livingston or you're getting a place in Lake Livingston, you need to call Lanham Industries. They're the area leader in providing quality service for Lake Livingston, based in Trinity. And they'll help you find the right home, location, decor, theme, price points, everything. It's your one-stop shop for all your home service needs there. Cleaning, lawn care, laundry, maintenance, inventory management, property management services available, veteran-owned and operated, consistent five-star rating from guests and owners, highly trained and dedicated crew. Give them a call, 936-581-6166, or you can get them at 346-773-9577, or online at lanhamindustries.com, and uh, they'll take care of you. And if you can't remember all that, just email me at thefalconcast.yahoo.com and I'll get you the information. Somebody did that the other day, so feel free to do that. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up. I want to thank everyone for uh, showing up, for participating today, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I think Dalton did a great job. I, I, I give myself a B plus. I thought I did pretty well today. And um, a lot of fun. So come by PJs, watch the game tonight. Or just come by anytime and check the place out. So until Thursday, when we will have A.J. Hoffman in the house, uh, stay sportsy Gulf Coast badasses. <laughs>